Desperately seeking cinema. Desperately seeking cinema. Desperately seeking cinema. Texas too popular. Maybe we should introduce ourselves as well. Do you think we should? Now that we're starting, is that something we should be doing on the show? Is saying welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> do you welcome think so? Welcome to the jungle. Oh dear. Do you, um, do you um, think we should be doing that though? Going, hey. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm Jimmy Barnes. Well, we're doing it now anyway. I'm Andy Rankin. And this is Andy Rankin. And this is oh Rankin. Yeah, you lean hard on the end. I don't know why I want to lean hard Rank. on the end. In rent can you, you like put when it's Rankin. Rankin. Yeah, sure. Uh, I know it is, as we've talked about. Um, but yeah, no. And then it's Barnes. We have it's a title. Barnes, yeah, Barnes. right. And we have a title um, now. Yeah, uh, desperately seeking cinema. Welcome to desperately seeking yeah. cinema. We finally came up with a title. It took. Uh, we had recorded a couple of episodes before yeah. we. I want it to be WTF with Mark Marin. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> lock uh, the gates. Taken. Lock the gates. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours was good. You had a good one the other day. What? A Locked good one. Gates. Oh, yeah, well. You keep there's an impressionist like no. in there. No, I'm definitely just... not. No, I de- I don't ha- I can do the odd one as people you You're know, like Norm. Some people can. He's like he's like ah no nah, nah. uh, oh my god, I just did a bad Norm impression. Oh, Let's there's talk about impressions. No, yeah, there, like, I have a friend who can actually do impressions, like actually, where he does he, he does his other friends and he can do any celebrity, and it's like there's people that can actually do it. You, you have know? a comic circle though. Um, well, he's not a comic, but anyway, there's just people that have an actual talent for it. I don't, but I think that anybody can do, can sort of, if you can do manipulate your voice, like to an extent you can figure out impressions, but also I've heard people talk about how quite often people are doing impressions of an impression. Like it's like, uh, and it's somebody yeah. like Dana Carvey who it will happens. actually start the impression of the impression and then everyone else it's now easier for them to so, quote unquote do the impression because they're just doing Dana they're Carvey doing, doing the impression because yeah. um, uh, that person who's the talented impressionist went and figured out what the cadences are what to accent and to all <laughs> that stuff you know yeah um, but I've never I would not consider myself a talented um impressionist but there's the odd one i think we all have the odd one we can do who's uh, the guy that used to appear know. on like johnny carson and stuff like that uh the famous impressionist oh i'm sure there was more than one but um oh you know oh rich little oh yeah he was big rich little was huge i'm glad i didn't have to google that even though i just popped it up yeah you almost google we may maybe we need to google to figure out what what uh, movie we're gonna watch well today. okay or we what have, do we what do we have here what are we thinking we we're we're set well we we're thinking we would go with like one that's like maybe slightly more modern and <laughs> i've got ones from like 1970 that's my idea of modern i guess but uh you had ones from like 2018 and stuff sure like this, but uh um, yeah i don't know i'm not really particular about um yeah any era of film right you now. had mentioned uh there was the one that was about the russian revolution and you thought that it wasn't that you would want to brush up on this movie but and i agreed i was like maybe i would just kind of want to like get up to speed on the russian revolution a little bit before yeah, i mean i told you that in confidence <laughs> jimmy <laughs> no yeah, i agreed no. i didn't say it at the time but i was like yeah i might want to before we watch this like you know, a uh, film that's probably going to go deep into the Russian Revolution. Yeah, I think it was from 67. And um, mm. yeah, I wanted to know a little bit more because I don't know, some of, a lot of those movies, like they just use the context of the like general geopolitical situation. And to then just it's tell like, some other story. Or yeah, whatever. it's like this is what shit was like. You know, it's not yeah. telling the general narrative of like, and then General Patton stormed in, and you know, unless Patton, it probably tells that. But, um, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> I think for the most part, it's like, you know, it's like this side story, like the pianist. Yes, of course. Isn't about, yeah. you know, no, like, of course, because people or the movie would just be called the, Re- the you know, the Russian Revolution. Yeah. Or and whatever. Ken Burns would be. Doc- yeah, exactly. Or, uh, yeah. Directing. So that one we don't that one was called the red and the white, though, that movie. Yeah. Right? But it sounds good. Like, I don't know how you dug it up, but um, I just heard uh, someone talking about it on something. You know, it was um, I think I heard on an interview that guy. uh who's nominated for all the Oscars for the favorite, Yorgos Lanthimos, I think is his name, who did The Lobster and The Killing of the Sacred Deer and all that. And the favorite is 
I think has the most Oscar nominations for for whatever that's worth this year. It's called The Favorite. Yeah. Um, the Favorite is the Favorite. Yeah. But then what what were the other ones we were gonna uh, we were thinking about that we could potentially watch today? Well, there, wasn't there one from the nineties you had suggested uh, that was about a um, guy gets out of prison? Eskia. Yeah. Uh, what's the that one? It's yeah. called The Bandit. The Bandit. That one sounds pretty cool. It's Turkish. Uh-huh. Um, I think I have the subtitles. Or how's your? <laughs> we just. Uh, I have to brush up on my Turkish as well as the. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I've got this one. I think it snuck into the IMDb 250 somehow, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't so know a lot how. of young white men are yeah. into it. Yeah, at, I guess at so. The moment. So maybe it's like Fight Club, but in Turkey or yeah. something like that. <laughs> it's the Turkish Fight Club. Or maybe I'm. Yeah, it's the Turkish. In Shawshank. my mind, it's gonna be like taken but cool that is very much what um and i like i like imdb uh, like anybody but i feel like that imdb 250 specifically is very dictated by young white men like it's like the the second best movie of all time is batman or whatever yeah exactly (laughs) it's only going to be a matter of time before that changes the godfather batman shawshank redemption whatever fight clubs probably number four (laughs) it's like okay apparently the only people that are on here are like 13 year olds yeah which is which is fine i mean i think it's it's fine that they have that list 13 no, I think it's fine in general. <laughs> All of this shit is just good list. The Oscars are today. That's nothing more than just a decent list of foreign films that you could possibly watch. And, and then it's a bunch of pomp and circumstance and bullshit beyond that. It's just a list. And we love lists, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, to me, anyway, the Oscars <laughs> is just like, oh, now there's a f- couple things I hadn't heard of that might be decent. Yeah. If you were to just look I just want to see the, who's going to win best sound design. Why do you care? No, I don't care. <laughs> um, I oh, what do you call so. it? Uh, I don't know if I have the subtitles for this one. So, um, Not that I disrespect sound design. I just would, would have been very surprised if you had a vested interest. Yeah, I pulled that one out of left field. Um, so that movie sounds kind of cool, The Bandit. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have the subtitles for it right now. So and if young white men n- like it, n- not I'm a, sure us as relatively young white men. Might be able to find the subtitles. Should we try to finagle them or should we go with something else? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know that, um, well, well, what else do we had? We had sweet country is one that I suggested, right? Sweet country. I guess this is turning into a bit of a preview for future episodes as well. Cause we're probably going to do these. I mean, we don't have to do any, everything that we mention either. We, I like the idea of doing what we're, we're, what we're going to do and just find, uh, decide what we're going to watch. You know, I, I say we just do the bandit. It's not going to be a problem. There's not going to be an issue getting that getting that going the w- subtitle w- no that's not an issue yeah and then what do you think though what I about i don't think it's in the file i you know see, <laughs> legally we don't yeah no but it's <laughs> it's easy <laughs> to find uh, i'm telling you you can find subtitles for stuff and then what about the other one sweet country what do you think is that even um, an option is there any other options here or what do you... i like the sound of museo yes that's 2018 is that uh gail garcia barnell that yeah, one yeah i love him yeah i mean in a no maybe that would be a totally good one too right way. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a Mexican film. We haven't done uh, Spanish. We haven't done a Mexican movie from 2018. So, I guess Central American. You know, what do you think? What do you think between? Uh, well, here, what, what's the what's the museo one? What's the premise of that one? Um, here, I'll Google it. Well, uh, if you're looking at something else, I don't know. I feel like there's some love triangle because it's Gail Garnes. Why? What Bernier. do you mean? Why? Because he's good looking. No, I just, just feel like he's like. There's a lot of those Spanish love films. That's you know? such a generalization. Spanish love films. You know, I feel like he got his start <laughs> on like you know. Um, I'm just basically so this thinking movie about, uh, is what is it? Ye to Mamba Tambien. Yeah, I don't know. Ye to Mamba Tambien. That. That's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. When you can't undo one of those. Films. Oh, it's a heist film. This this thing. This uh, museo. Yeah. Museo. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Um, and I mean, we probably wouldn't get away with it unless it was Mexican. I'm sure it's probably very well known there. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? We should we should maybe go with we, we should go with uh, one of those two. What do you think? Yeah, I'm down to watch uh, Museo. I've actually I actually really do like him as an actor. I mean, oh yeah, he, no, the uh, motorcycle diaries like etched in my brain like, the che guevara uh, one yeah i've never seen that well they talk about him before he was like basically a terrorist you know and uh-huh. um they they 
portray him in like a really positive light and mm. you know him i mean there's this scene where he um there's like you know an old-fashioned leper colony and they, it's just on this island in the middle of like a river or something like this and um like i don't know there's something wrong with one of the boats or something like this and nobody's gonna go over and like these people in the colony are just like fucking starving uh-huh you know? and he's like yeah. a he's like a med student and he's like why is nobody going over and they're just like oh it's too late and whatever you know and he's just like fuck you guys you know and he's just he swims over with like carrying the supplies like is above this a his fact head. did this happen <laughs> it's about <laughs> well kind of dramatized yeah i don't know the it's from the motorcycle diaries when him and his bro wrote, oh wrote okay the, they were the only they were their own yeah. authors but and yeah. what were you bringing up that scene just because you were saying the a lot that, of stuff in that movie got really that, like, etched in your mind me. yeah wow that, that specifically and also oh. them getting thrown off the motorcycle which is like you know i can't remember i haven't seen it but i thought i knew who directed it can you remember who directed it oh, it's a long man. movie too isn't it um there was another Che Guevara yeah, one. Yeah, it is fairly long. There they, was another Che Guevara one just called Che with Benicio Del Toro as well. Yeah, and I think the yeah. same director did it as well. No, there's no chance. Walter Salas? You think the same director did both of those? No, it would be a different director that did the other one. You think so? Of course it would be. Nobody's going like, well, now that I'm done that Che Guevara project, it's time to do a second Che Guevara feature project immediately following. They were like, you know, within a few years of each other, those two, I think, you know. Oh, the um, second one was by Soderbergh. Yeah, so oh, wow. I definitely yeah. don't know what I'm talking about. Well, so, just there's no... Who's going to want to do that twice over? I thought it, you know? I thought he was literally doing like... Um, this one's really long too. The Soderbergh one, 257 I minutes. I haven't seen this God. one. Because like, to me, like... Che Guevara's story gets interesting like boom like right when you uh like right after the motorcycle diaries starts when they start like oh we're gonna overthrow Batista in right. uh, Cuba and stuff like this and go over on a boat and you know all that Bay of Pigs stuff and then he's like uh-huh. you know all all the guns and stuff come out like later so I, I assumed it would be like right yeah after, I think but. this is probably and and again because the motorcycle diaries had been done I'm sure that that this focuses on probably the time after that I would think I think you know? I think this is like a final days type thing. oh it's a two part oh it's insanely film. long it's like like I say 257 minutes so what are we gonna do here should we watch the bandit or uh um, museo let's watch a museo Okay, uh, we'll give people a heist a movie, a Mexican heist movie. Yeah, Mexican twenty eighteen. Okay. Everything we've done has been rather old, so yeah, we do a totally modern. Twenty eighteen was pretty recent. Okay, and uh, I'm guessing Museo translates museum. Yeah, yeah I think it's something <laughs> to do, like some art heist thing. Like maybe it's like a Thomas yeah. Crown affair type thing. They're probably but Mexican. Yeah, Thomas Crown affair. Directed by Alonso Ruiz Palacios. Ruz, Ru, Ru, Rue Palacios. Can I can I see? I'm going with Rue Palacios, I think. What do you think? Uh the director? Yeah. How would you say that name? Alonso Ruiz Palacios. Would you would you pronounce? Yeah, that's probably a little better. Yeah. But well, there's uh, there's soccer players named both of those separately, but Oh, uh, okay. Well, he's I assume he's probably a a relatively big deal uh in Mexico. It's only his his second movie, so cool. I maybe we should watch that. Let's see what all the hype's about. Yeah, I I don't know that there's that much even, which is probably a perfect one for us to do. All right. Should we do that? um, Should we watch it? Yeah, I want to watch Museo by uh, Ruiz Palacios. Uh, Okay, let's go do that now. Um, uh, And you, the listener, can go do the same if you so wish. Yeah. And then we'll come back in a moment. Museo. Yeah, it started I feel like um yeah, initially when it started uh the title screen came aclo- across on this font that was like very uh-huh. 70s 50s esque. Yeah, it was I like that was cool. Like, old Hollywood looking. Yeah, um, yeah. There was like some face. like auteur-esque moments in it. Oh, Do you yeah. Feel like? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like um, You liked it then overall? Museo. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't expecting to even like it as much as uh, I did, actually. Like, uh, I'm, uh-huh. you know, that I don't have a lot of faith in like a lot of modern films. I, I just I don't assume agree Michael. With that. I just assume Michael Bay is directing all of them. I just don't agree but, with that. I um, think, to your credit, you've been 
to your credit, like you deserve an award. But Thank you, you. you it is Oscar night. you've been watching. Oh, raw, it raw. is. Yeah, I guess I forgot it was. You have been watching more uh, newer movies of uh, in the last of like late. while. Yeah, because right? you made me so conscious of it. Like, yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I do want to say like this film did have a. I feel like a lot of qualities of older films. You know, like the way mm-hmm. the narrative was like it was unpredictable. Even though it was like a true story, like you were just like, oh god, like is this is this narrative worthwhile because they end up shot and it becomes like a, but it was just like, I don't know. They, I didn't really know where it was. going. I mean, there were times when I was saying like maybe one scene before, like 30 seconds before I even made a joke, like, Oh, I told you that was going to happen because it was like, I could only predict like 30 seconds. Oh yeah. It was really unpredictable. Do you think, do you think that it would be considered in Mexico and or elsewhere? Do you think that it would be considered an art house movie? Mm, that's a, that's an interesting. It's sort question. of like on on the line. It's you know? kind of that's kind of a loaded question because it's literally a movie about an art house. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm not even trying to like. Wow. It's literally called museum. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like uh, I don't know. Like I guess like does budget determine if it's a indie movie? I or don't not? think that. Like, maybe not. I don't know. It was pretty like it wasn't too oh, experimental or anything. It was like a pretty it was straightforward a story. Well, YouTube was one of the producers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came yeah. up like YouTube originals. Like yeah, you know, them and like other. There probably would have been obviously some some other Mexican producers and maybe American yeah. producers. I had no idea they made anything remotely this good. I or, think it's the first movie. I think it's the first feature that I've seen that I can think of that is a, a one of the producers was YouTube. <laughs> I don't think like I've person. seen. No, but have you seen? Have you seen a movie? Ulysses Tube, YouTube. Um, um, have you seen a, a movie though that was no, produced by YouTube? I I've think this seen, is the first uh, one. TV series like that Cobra Kai one is like. Yeah, uh, I was aware they were original. doing that. I yeah. thought they were doing light stuff like that, or yeah. like. Um, but they've think. got limitless money. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of movies and otherwise. I almost said college or die, like college humor, funny or die. Like I uh-huh. felt like I've seen them do stuff like that. Is that? Yeah, I mean, they... Or maybe that's just what YouTube is. No, I don't think that Funny or Die has produced any feature films, I don't No, think. no, no, but I mean, like, I thought YouTube, like, the YouTube Originals was posting, like, content that was, like, just comedic-based. I didn't think oh, it was, okay. like... They were doing yeah. feature-length films. No. This is heavy. It's like, in- inevitably, they're going to. Amazon has been well into the game for a while. Did what? you know that? For making, like, Oh, a- you boy, you really need to get up to speed on modern <laughs> movie stuff. Amazon's had, like, Jeff for the last Bezos few years, the um, they've had Oscar nominations and lots of Oscar wins. And, like, Amazon has been in the mix. And Netflix. You're probably aware of that. But, like, yeah, a typical Netflix. Oscars in the last three to five years has, like, Amazon and Netflix movies oh my winning Christ. Oscars. and Yeah, no. Uh, but I, YouTube, again, I was surprised that a Mexican movie, uh, this being this one we just watched, was... A, Man, you, that's so one of the producers from, like, was YouTube. United Artists and stuff like that, and, like, Miramax, those, like, uh, where they're yeah. just those super, like... Things change. regarded, yeah. Fa- they they, they change fast. Yeah. Like, you, like, I'm still listening to cassettes over here, apparently. It's bizarre that um, it's, well, a lot of people are again, I think. Like they, they had to come back along with vinyl. But, yeah, no, it's bizarre to think how quickly everything shifted. And that's not news to anyone, so we don't need to get into that. But <laughs> who could predict that uh, Amazon and all these streaming services would be so heavily involved that fast, you know? Yeah. And then it's like the thing, though, too, where it's, you can make, I think, even the major studios over the years, they can make one or two mistakes and you can go downhill really fast and mm-hmm. they will take extreme measures. The the, the major studios, even wow. through the 20th century. I never even would, thought of that. Like, you know, YouTube and Amazon, they can just swallow a loss, you know? Oh, the limitless money. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's insane. Just like, all right, sell more G.I. Joes, you know? And, you know, oh, uh, sell more everything. And, you know, what's crazy is that one one good thing that could come of that and is that, uh, you know, a lot of people for 10, 15, even probably 20 years now have been complaining about the sort of the what we thought was the end or at this point, the end of the like mid budget movie. Like it was like either your your budget was five million or or 150 million for your for your movie. And now Mm -hmm. Amazon, Netflix and these guys have so much fucking money 
that the they if they snap their fingers, the mid budget movie is back. They could eat like this seemed to have quite a big budget museo, museo yeah. you know. And I wouldn't be surprised if it had like a you know a ten or fifteen million dollar budget. It very well could have, and that's just nothing for YouTube being Google or right. Amazon. Like they could make a. They could bring back the like fifty million dollar budget for a a drama if they wanted to. So you know, yeah, they yeah. could bring back the middle class in film. Yeah, oh, essentially like. <laughs> is kind of what it is, and I think there there are cases where they have already, and you see directors going to them to like the Coen Brothers did that last one with Netflix, the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I think it was Netflix they went to really with because probably even the Coen Brothers are probably going to the studios and the studios are just like sorry like it's not a superhero movie yeah and the coen brother they're like we'll give you 15 million and the coen brothers go to like netflix and they're like we'll give you whatever you want you're the coen brothers and we have like more money than god so here you go you know (laughs) wow everybody's eight dollars uh, a month just went oh man yeah it is ten dollars now yeah Um, but anyway so that was an interesting aspect. and I, I mean, it was a very good movie. I liked it a lot. I think yeah. you liked it, yeah? I mean, if somebody told me going in it was like a YouTube original, I would be like... No, but it, again, it's they're one of the producers. It's not yeah, a no, YouTube I'm, movie. It's I'm a getting, Mexican... I got you know. shocked, yeah. yeah. By, um, the, I guess like the quality in like a few ways, but um, yeah, there's like uh, a few different aspects that caught me a little off guard. I, that auteur thing like especially that fight scene uh well there was surrealism there was a little bit of surrealism oh for sure not uh, yeah not a great deal but um yeah it was just 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 enough um like with when they saw like he was crawling through the tunnel and he's like it's uh, it might be Pollock. Pa- yes, and he saw Pollock, the the uh, uh, was an uh, an, like an, an Aztec, Aztec god, god or something like or, that or in deity the tunnel. Or, yeah, yeah, as uh-huh. they were crawling, like in or the, famous warrior or something, perhaps uh, maybe maybe an Aztec god. Did they say in the maybe in the a film? Bit of both. No, because um, they visited his tomb at some point. Yeah, I right? feel like there was a little bit of. I think uh, he was a Mexican deity. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, on. a large, probably a lot. It definitely right, something a movie that I think I might want to read a little bit more about, like after. But uh, in, in terms of initial uh, uh, well, impressions, we at I liked it. We looked at the Wikipedia page and it was bare bones, eh? Pretty bare bones. Yeah, yeah. For such a for such a a, a, a good movie, there was not much there. Um, maybe the Mexican Wikipedia entry is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to brush up on my. No, uh, I wonder Spanish. if there is. Does that even a thing? Is there like a different page? For the Wikipedia, um, the Mexican there, entry, or would I, it just be I don't translated? know about Mexico, but I have seen some other other pages. Like if I'm like looking up uh, like some I don't know like Spanish footballer or something like uh-huh. this, or Brazilian guy that was like, it'll just translate the page, you know. But it'll be like the, somebody wrote the page in Spanish or Portuguese or something. Oh, like I, no, I'm aware of that. I just mean like, could there be a different page? Because it, it's just strange to me that this it was so so minimal. It was so bare bones for what I would assume this movie would be pretty popular in mexico but perhaps not you know um but uh no it was super good um why what are you bringing them the wikipedia page up i'm trying to uh oh uh, i tried to just look up uh-huh. spanish wikipedia and it didn't work out as well spanish wikipedia. <laughs> i put museo and it um, says the Museo de Arte Abstracto Español. And that's what we were talking about though with we were talking about how a movie like this I think qualifies for the type of movies we're trying to do on this show where it's like not I mean I've never you know I I had just happened to hear a movie director somebody talk about it in passing on a podcast or something like that and I'd heard nothing about it it did play at TIFF I do know Mm -hmm. that it had I think it's we are in Toronto Uh, you know people don't know yes we are in Toronto Um, Um, did we ever mention that before no, but I think it'll. We'll probably have that on. We're in online. your hometown. We'll probably have that online though, somewhere though. Would would we not? It'll say Toronto, Ontario, somewhere, on one of the when this is. You know, we'll have that up there. That's it. Um, but um, yeah, no, I liked it, and you liked it, right? You were saying, uh, yeah, you, no, you I mean, it? it was it was strange because like the Gail Garn I can't see his, Gail Garcia, Garcia Bernal. Bernal Bernal yeah I just want to I want to I have realized I've been saying Roger Roger and Ebert and it's like the guy's name Roger? is Roger Ebert and Roper and well, like how long have you been saying Roger for 
pre-podcast episode? <laughs> no, what do you mean? What, are you telling me that in your late 20s, you've just figured out his name wasn't Rogert? <laughs> uh, I've been saying Rogert and Ebert. I think on the, for the previous, if you listen back to the previous No, I'm three talking episodes. about in your life, not on the podcast. Did uh, you not know his name was Roger Ebert? Uh, I, th- I honestly think <laughs> I thought it was Roger and Ebert. And I was like, no, it's Roper. And you then, know we, then there's another guy Maybe too, right? I have to be a little bit more forgiving because I am 10 years older than you. And, you know, uh, it was m- so... Like Ebert and Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert. That's the one I was trying to think of. But when I was a kid, I mean, that was when there was four TV channels or, you know, there was like, there was, there was honestly pre-internet and it was like uh, everybody just watched. It was like Roger Ebert and Siskel and Ebert's review was like it. You had like your local newspaper, maybe a secondary local newspaper and then Roger Ebert and, you know. Gene Siskel, whose review was probably in your local newspaper as well, you know, because uh, they were so big. Yeah, Cisco, he's a good singer. Cisco and um, Rogert. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, Froger. Why? How did we start talking about uh, Ebert? What? Because we have to take their jobs. No. Uh, which was the guy with he's the no jaw? Yeah, with that's the... Roger Ebert. Wow, you don't know much about him at all. He's great. No, there's a good documentary oh, yeah, no. about him. And I've just been mashing people's uh, names together. No, he's super good. Roger Ebert. I, I he he wrote very good reviews, and there's a really good documentary about him after he had the cancer and the jaw thing. And no, but uh, he's I, great. Yeah, um, I just wanted to retroactively say, like, I've realized my mistake. Like, we haven't had like you know, because I said that a bunch of times on the what? podcast. Like, so what? Well, again, I'm. I'm are gonna be like, Did a little bit forgiving Rod- because Roger you're. Rogers I sound like. Uh, I'm a little bit forgiving because you're in your 20s still. But again, like someone <laughs> my age, someone in their 30s or older, they know exactly who he is. No, I know. Every, he's like a. He was it. There was nothing else. No, know? I think that weird jaw <laughs> thing. Like I tried to put him out of my mind. Like suppress it. Wow. You just. That's what you do when with, with people that have a physical deformity. Yeah, if you, if you, you just have that whole. You're like out of sight what are you making fun of him? oh no no how are you making fun of you know those people with that they like got the Stephen Hawking <laughs> oh yeah him too <laughs> what are you get it right no you're making fun no, of it kidding. sounds like the 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 people that smoke too much or whatever they have to talk yeah I was just watching the, uh, Ong Bak uh Thai film mm-hmm and mm-hmm. one of the one of the bad guys has that, and I was like, "Wow, that's a great idea for a bad guy." It's because it sounds kind of menacing. And is Ong Bak a who directed Ong Bak? Uh, that's a good question, but it's like one of the only relevant modern martial arts films. Oh, it's a mar- a, a Thai martial arts movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, huh. it's a, Tony Jaws, the guy, but it's like. Oh, it's mesmerizing. Now, going back to Museo, not to brush off yeah, that no, but martial I was just arts movie, like I'm Gail, sure it's fine. I was just saying Gail Garcia Bernal. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, that, I'm struggling with that name, but I love this actor. I thought he was like put in like a really oh, yeah. good performance, wouldn't you say? Like, oh, yeah. He's always like, been good. Yeah, like his... Um, like his character was like really convincing. We were looking up his age and it was like well, 44 it, or something. No, he's 40 right now, but he's essentially playing someone in their early 20s in the yeah. movie. And he was fully pulled it off. Fully we pulled it off. We were not once like, isn't he a bit old for this? Uh, yeah, that's, no. That's crazy. How no, does he we look? were just like, that is at some point we just looking. were doing the math like, man, we've watched, we've been watching this guy in films for like, 15 yeah. years and, and he's he been does playing. look the same yeah strange Man, some people have just i guess they yeah those yeah. are the people that have a long career in acting uh-huh they can play multiple ages i oh, guess oh yeah well or, he i mean itumama timbien was probably the late 90s so yeah, he would have been like he would have been like 20 years old you know in that and he looks exactly the same in this movie yeah. i was gonna say though going back to the movie one of my criticisms of it would would be the surrealism, I think. I kind of enjoyed the surrealism as it happened, but now that I think of it, it seemed kind of like misplaced a little bit. I don't know what why it was necessary in the bar brawl scene to revert to overt surrealism when he hadn't for the rest of the movie. It sort of seemed out of place. But what did you think? Did you, um, did you like it? or I thought that the... like. I don't know. There's sometimes there's sometimes that uh, oh, so it was 2001. Holy yeah. Christ. Well, that's what we said 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? 
Y to mama? Y to mama también. Yeah. And your mother too is what it means. Yeah. So that was, holy mackerel. That was yeah, a good movie. 17, 18 years ago. Um, yeah. What were you just saying about? Uh, I didn't like the surrealism. Oh, the surrealism. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like there's something to be said for like, uh, just like, obviously they would be in like this incredible stress, you know? And they would be like, you could say, you could make the criticism about him seeing the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The Egyptian, Egyptian, Aztec God or whatever in the, um, like that, that was a bit of surrealism that maybe, you know, distracted from the, uh, I kind of, I felt like he could have just been having a panic attack and had sort of a hallucination, but it was surreal. You're right. There was like a yeah. guy there that but wasn't I, there I think or he like, was hallucinating. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know, like things like if you're in a, like a physical altercation, things are going to feel like surreal because you're never in that situation in your life. So it's like mm-hmm. by, by like adding some sort of separate layer of uh, it, it, like took you out of the I agree like nat like natural surrealism He's playing of with the, the lighting quite a bit and and making it feel distinctly different yeah well it was I happening. think it was to say like a fight feels distinctly different and yeah like he's like saying and then there's this fight and then it was like it was like filmed poetically as if it was thought of poetically by yeah. the main character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah like one of the I think one of the you know, it said at the very, it's like the prevalent line. I don't know the mantra of the film or something like this. Like it came up later. Is that like this film, this story is like a replica of the original story, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, like, why go wasting a good story with the truth, you know, is what, um, well, that which way they said in the movie. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. So like, I think it's interesting. Maybe it's something along those lines where it's like, well, um, that, yeah, they clearly, cause the director co-write it with, some, co-wrote it with somebody and clearly, yeah, they were taking, I know just enough to know from our quick Google that they were taking liberties with the true story. They yeah. fully admitted that, but then they, yeah, they wove that into the narrative as well. This stuff about like the truth is, yeah. Uh, and I know. think like the, what was the line? The truth. Um, why, why waste a good story with the truth? Oh yeah. 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 But, yeah. um, like I think like, uh, I, I, I actually really liked that scene, like in the fight scene, like particularly when they were like, he was almost, it was like they said action, and then they kept in before they said action. Like it was like they were preparing or rehearsing or something like that. And then they actually kept that in. Mm-hmm. But it was like he was going to break the bottle over the guy's head. And he, it was almost like he did a practice break. And then he broke yeah, the bottle over the guy's the, head. Yeah, within the surreal fight yeah. scene. Yeah, no. And I think if you actually break a, a bottle over someone's head, I think it would be horrific for like your hand, that guy's head. Yes. You know, the glass, the blood and everything like this. But they they filmed it in such a way that it was like... And he uh, came really out poetic. You he know? came out, uh, uh, see, you know, mostly unscathed. He had a Kleenex in his nose, but also that um, the woman, the dancer from the bar, looked at his hands. Yeah, almost. To, and, and maybe there was an indicator there, is like he technically shouldn't be fine, but he sort of is. Yeah, and um, I think like yeah, it allowed yeah the fight scene. Yeah, like it was necessary for him to be caught up in this sort of like um just wild night with this woman right sure like it was like yeah. it all flows together more naturally yeah. that way and like why yeah. would he take cocaine well like <laughs> you know half the guys in the ufc would like take cocaine or i don't know more than mm-hmm. that you know after they get in a fight like they're all they after all, a fight yeah yeah they like, do yeah oh all of them they they just go on like binges like for months some of the time you what? know what with on drinking and like cocaine, do they really stuff. yeah but i mean huh. yeah like a lot of them like smoke a lot of weed i know but uh, so you're suggesting though that he, are you trying to suggesting that within the movie after the the stress of the robbery and the being on the run he was doing drugs and yeah watching i mean the like strippers and stuff just to unwind and deal with the pressure of it or is that well, what we you're have, saying we have to believe like how could he be so foolish as to just like forget the like fall asleep on the beach and like have mm-hmm. like with the girl like we had to like and Mm-hmm. yeah just like we get swept up in the fight and like the like as the viewer and we're on the beach and it's like mm-hmm. i think uh all of that's necessary for the like uh like there's like a romance about fighting and stuff like this sure i don't know if uh like i don't know i guess i'm saying like why it should have been in the narrative i got the I guess, surrealism um well no just like 
yeah, I guess I'm not really defending the surrealism as much anymore, but just like as why that scene was like really important, I think. Oh, but, uh, uh, no, I know, I knew, I know what you mean about like the a bar brawl and the dancer and the drinking and the drugs yeah. and everything is kind of part of the, the romance and the poetry of, you know, you've already committed this massive robbery. You kind of got to have that other stuff. It, like what, what movie is there about like a, a robbery or a, a crime movie that doesn't have those other elements too, you know, especially if people are like, which elements Sorry, uh, all those things you were saying about the, the poetry of the fight and the, yeah. The well, drugs and I, the I, it was kind of different and... from like, like most heist films you see make the heist <laughs> thieves. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they make them look really cool, you know. Like uh, <laughs> they yeah. come in. Uh, I'm trying to think what's that one with the guy with the French accent. Um, I think Julia Roberts was in it. I mean, the Oceans series. Is yeah, a I think it's good one example. of the Oceans. Uh, I think it's maybe like the well, second or third. That's film. like the quintessential movie that's trying to make. Criminals yeah, look and cool. Thomas Crown Affair, I think, is like yeah, yeah, it's like it's like sexual and about thievery and investigation yeah. at the same time. And, and this uh, had no, this didn't this didn't seem like it was really glorifying it or romanticizing yeah. it too much. What did you think of the way they? I wonder if they that was true, like the way that they actually removed that first case, like with the remember the wiring oh, and stuff. Oh, who's like that? to know? I mean, I want to do a bit of reading that about was it after. Cool. I, I mean, thought, you know, like, yeah, I I definitely feel like I want to do a bit of reading about it because who's to know? Uh, clearly, we do know that they that it's a fic, uh, somewhat. Well, I think they took a lot of liberties. I think it's quite a fictionalized version, but I I think the part that isn't fictionalized is that it was too essentially kind of regular dudes and the thing that caught the authorities off guard when they did catch up to them is that it wasn't you know 20 professional thieves yeah art thieves or whatever they yeah would be. like they're saying on the news yeah and it was like just these two kids basically yeah. which is interesting and which is what the art dealer said to or not the art dealer but the the potential buyer yeah and he's saying like, Mr. West uh, would like to maybe speak to you. And the guy's like, yes, Mr. Quest would like to speak. He's like, West Quest? Like, what the fuck is going on? With yeah. It, he's like, you guys are just kids. That like, was the that was the moment. And that was at about the probably the three quarter point of the film mm-hmm. where they're trying to sell the stuff to the guy that, you know, there's part of you as the uh, as as a viewer that's hoping, oh, they're going to make this big score and it's romantic. But as soon as that dealer told them. You're way out of your element here. You're you're stupid. You're ignorant. You're just a couple of kids. They're you kind of knew like, yeah, uh, yeah. These artifacts are unsellable. You knew it was just. I over thought it was funny. Point. He was like, um, he was saying like, we're gonna sell to an Englishman. These guys can't even speak Spanish. And then fast forward five minutes, the guy's speaking Spanish, and he's telling them these are unsellable. You guys get the fuck out of the country. <laughs> Leave. Go somewhere. It's like, yeah, how quick that turned around. It like, was interesting too that we saw um, very briefly uh, when we did the five minute Google there that it was a big thing. Like it was a big thing in Mexico and people that yeah. were alive uh, in and of a certain age in the mid eighties apparently all remember this and people were really shocked um the director said he remembered it i I just saw that briefly that he the it was a it was a very known thing it was all over the national news in mexico probably the news uh, clips they were showing in the movie were as we commented while we were watching it they were clearly like authentic yeah um clips from the news from the mexican news in the 80s and it was like a big thing and uh, yeah it really added to it i thought yeah but i feeling like it was in the 80s uh yeah no it was it was it was it was uh well how do how do you think it added to it I'm sorry what do you mean just a feeling like it was in the 80s um the the live footage and uh, like if you pair that with the decor and stuff like oh that, yeah no it, it helps yeah, yeah no it definitely helped yeah but, uh, um no I I really liked it overall I will say I felt like the again I just kind of I could have this the surrealism was a slightly distracting when they did do it because it wasn't part of the whole thing like i did you see the movie sorry to bother you this past year such a good movie no one of those movies that should be at the oscars tonight and frankly 
No, the Oscars are just about money and popularity and po- bullshit <laughs> nope. and politics. Go it's, in on it. Go oh, in I'm on just it, popping Jimmy. off. Yeah. yeah. No, they're fucking obviously bullshit. They're kind of fun or whatever, but it's not not about representing what the best movies of the year are. Certainly. Yeah, but uh, um, but uh, what? Uh, sorry to bother you. Is this movie that came out last year? And all I was going to say is the surrealism was there from the beginning of the movie, mm. and it was established quite quickly and then you kind of you kind of get into it but with this one i just personally i didn't like how it was like we did we didn't see any surrealism for an hour and 15 minutes and then he would drop in three minutes of it yeah and it was kind of like okay the more you mention it the more i'm like yeah that is kind of bizarre but also it's his second movie we had mentioned um you know There there were a couple moments though here and there like i remember like where they just like I would just say they were auteur moments. Where of course, it was just like he was great. Um, it was very well directed. There's one know? moment where it was like the guy was looking through his hand, like making a sort of circular cylinder shape with his hand. Yeah, and then the camera was looking through it, and he pulls oh his, yeah, there was he tons pulls of stuff. His hand down, and yeah, there was like great shots. It would t- like everything that we've done on the show so far from a technical standpoint. It was like. Wow, it was very impressive. We could, you know? it could all the series could almost be called fucking director's masterclass or something <laughs> like that with two guys that don't know anything about directing. <laughs> I but, don't know um, about that, but um, well, we're seeing films of like just like every director is just like they're putting on like just uh well well liter- this, literally this, a show. I but. mean, it, it's a it's a sum you know the sum of the parts thing though. This is this yeah, is a, well. he's probably got a great cinematographer. He's probably got an amazing editing team, and they have a budget because who knows what it was well done. And then you know we talked about Bernal being in Itumama Tembien, the the Queron film, which is almost twenty years old, and he is one of those guys. What that, this ma- that's who directed it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, what this movie makes me think, though, is that maybe we, we could be seeing uh, an early movie from a Mexican director who, like, the, based on what I'm seeing here for a second feature, this could be a guy that has, like, a Cuaron-type yeah. career path happening. Do you yeah. know? Like, this uh, was a very impressive second yeah, feature. Yeah, sophomore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sophomore debut. Super, super um, but well done. I, no, I was doing. I did good with sophomore. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I'd be definitely down to see some more from this director. I'm curious as to what he's working on now. But um, yeah, yeah. Wait, Carlos Cuaron, Alfonso Cuaron. Oh yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> we have a Wikipedia page open. Of why you're just, re- you're just reading random Wikipedia tidbits. Yeah, no, I'm just reading things good. off. What's this warranty? Three years. <laughs> just reading random stuff. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, I feel like I said this, like, just after we finished, I was like, oh, I think we could be like, other than people who are reviewing this film, like we could be amongst the first to like analyze this film. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, uh, so maybe that's uh, kind of, a cool, I, I guess that's kind of one of the aims of the podcast. Of course. Itself, yeah, is, like, it is. To have a little bit of analysis about like the best movies you haven't seen. That's our tagline. Yeah. Now that we have a title, we have a tagline. Yeah, well, <laughs> we almost had the tagline first. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, though. Yeah. All right. Well, um, but you're right, though. I don't think especially... I mean, that's the whole point is that uh, with this choice, anyways, is that I'm sure that there's very little um, in uh, the West, in, uh, in North America or even Europe right now, aside from film you know, festival reviews and whatever. Uh, and mm-hmm. it probably had a, um, a limited theatrical run and there's some reviews out there. But yeah, I doubt there's that many people uh, that it, it's probably not that known. But I'm sure, as I say, I bet this director, based on having seen that, I bet he's going to be... Ruiz Palacios. He could very well become better known. There's some a lot of like raw talent there for sure, you know. Yeah. Um, Museo. <laughs> Museo. It's a, oh my God, it's you really know, difficult not to... St- We've done that before, and I think there could be, <laughs> there can almost be a little bit of a double standard with the, with the, um, when you're doing this accent thing. It's like there's certain ones that are apparently okay. Like, what you do, you know what I mean? Like, we were worried about doing the Japanese accent. Oh, I'm worried about all of them. <laughs> and, but, and that's what I'm saying. But you know how there's kind of a double standard? Like, would people think it was as bad to do an Italian one? Yeah. Well, no, it's a, if I do, it's a me, a mine. Well, that's what I mean. Is yeah. what is actually different? <laughs> it's than, a Bernardo Bertolucci. And then we, oh, wow. That's pretty scary. <laughs> 
stereotypical sounding. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. on our first episode, I think we did Ugetsu, and you and I were very self-conscious of saying Ugetsu in too much of it. So it's almost like if you're doing an Asian one, it's kind of less acceptable. Yeah. Doing, there's like a hierarchy yeah, of, the of, of, the ex, of, of how much or like a grading, a grading scale on what well, accent of, is more acceptable Toronto, than another. And there's a lot of Toronto man's talking about fans and tings okay so, so i don't yeah. know maybe people open up Boy, i don't I, know i think you're right just to say that we should stay away from all of them especially all after them. that last one you just yeah did. well <laughs> it's a true thing anyway people listen to drake records they understand <laughs> what does that mean exactly? uh, he doesn't he doesn't listen to he's still on he thinks Pink Floyd just came out. Oh, boy. All no, right. no, I want to get into that quickly. What What is listening to Drake after? I obviously listen to Drake here and there. Oh, what does man. that have to he's do? He's dropping with... in the Toronto slang family. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. trying to, He's trying to like, appropriate Even it. Even though he's, like, a half-white Jewish kid or whatever he is? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he mentioned that a lot more earlier on. Now uh, he sort okay. of strays away from it a little. Fair enough. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you think? I don't, I don't think I have any... Anything else to say about that one? What do you think? Yeah, anything um, else you wanted to add about Museo? Museo. Okay, there we go. Uh, I actually like didn't. A Looney Tunes character. <laughs> Jesus <sorry>. Christ! <laughs> I just I uh, I didn't realize. I was like, I thought they were in the airport in the end scene, and then they were back in the museum, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is like a nice piece of. Well, poetry. he he intended to do that, you know. Yeah, and he and did that a few times where he's he's taking your expectations. He did that with the police officers at the uh, the stop. Yeah, where the well, they the, found as a viewer, in moments. That, oh yeah, that no, I'm glad that we said that because that was another thing. He his use of suspense was really good. Like it was like and it was like uh, that you, song you know, at the beginning when it was like "Death is my companion." Like yeah, it, what about that song? Like in almost every other movie we would have like watched, that would be some sort of forerunner. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we're waiting, like, who's going to die? Who's that talking about? Like a like, foreshadowing. Yeah, there's all these thing, children yeah. playing the recorder. Well, I was on the suspense thing. I was going to say it felt like um, almost and I know this is a very cliched example, but Tarantino is a master of that, you know, like um, like something like in Inglorious Bastards where, you know, that the the Jews are hiding under the floorboards at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. Pre-Glazer. And, and yeah, and uh, well, that's a different scene. But, yeah, yeah. But Christoph Waltz like, comes yeah. in and that's that early film. scene and he's like sitting up above them and, mm-hmm. and you know, Tarantino's a master Best of that. Of the film, I think. Where he shows you the people under. So you, the yeah. audience has the information. Mm-hmm. And that I kind of felt like this guy... He was kind of really good at that. There was a multiple scenes where I was really caught up in the suspense and the way that he shot it. Mm-hmm. And he gave you just enough information and he shot it in such a way that it was very suspenseful at times. And yeah. he played with your expectations sometimes, as we said as well, you know. Yeah. And I, um, what I was just going to say about, well, thinking it was an airport stupidly. Well, I guess not that stupidly because like I thought the dad, maybe he would take them somewhere and intending. they would get a private plane. Or, yeah. It was yeah. meant to be that you, you would think that they're standing outside the airport and then. Yeah. You think so? Of course. Oh, I thought it was just me being foolish. No, I think that that was his um, intention is to play with your expectations for a moment. But yeah, when I realized they were back at the museum, I was like, okay, I think this is what would attract a director, a screenwriter, somebody to the story. Because like the way it wrapped up, I think was like like some sort of poetic justice, you know, like how he ended up um, back at the museum. Yeah, and we had uh, commented on that and some other stuff we had watched already. Actually, it's funny because Ugetsu, we've, this is only the fourth movie we've done and Ugetsu, mm-hmm. did it not end up the, with them essentially back, yeah. like tilling the fields and then we watched uh, Ali, Fear Eats the Soul, it ends up with them back in the bar. Yeah. At I the mean, beginning, the honest, it's classic storytelling. You know? Maybe this will sound super pretentious, but I feel like the better filmmakers we're seeing are almost thinking of them as like epic poems. Huh. But uh, yeah, well, I'm sure they wouldn't. And some some of them might say that about themselves. And <laughs> yeah, well, some of them might let me say it and just uh, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, right. that's just not say point. anything. That's but, a good point. Um, yeah. You know, like there's a lot of films that are just like, blah, this happened. Like there's no resolve, and they're they're mm-hmm. just showing you. It's like here's bad boys. You know, this car flips, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's like whoa, okay. That like, was the original title of the yeah, script. Yeah. Here's bad boys. <laughs> yeah, 
well it's like bad boys is not that much better of a title than here's bad boys but um you know at the end of it you're like oh my popcorn's empty i didn't learn anything about life you know but like with this one i learned that crime is cool like we were saying yeah yeah like that's the lesson of like half of the oh like shit if i get 10 other guys i can make oceans 11 happen you know that's literally all i need and one of them has to be asian and one if one couple of them have to be good looking we need suits yeah we need two of the guys to be the sexiest men alive yeah and then you're good for a major jewel heist yeah yeah no um yeah. yeah but this film was like yeah it actually it actually said something which i feel like mm-hmm. not even a lot of modern films do oh you know? here you go again with your modern. Uh, you okay. hey, there's the modern movies right. are just as good as any era and there's lots and you're you're starting to watch more all right sure well you'll, that'll you'll realize that's that, your you? um that's oh, your mo what you're a purist about older movies i don't know I don't know about uh, well, that one. This one <laughs> was pretty good. I'll, yes, I'll say that it was very good. So uh, I think it. I think it's. Yeah, it deserves I'm to be in that. You. Does it? Yeah, I think it deserves to be in that conversation with some of the other films we watched. I'm know? slowly convincing you that people didn't forget how to direct good movies, or that that, that there's as long not. as you don't come at me with like Thor Ragnarok and be like this piece of cinema. Oh. Jeez Louise. No. I mean, you know, you know. They're they're going to be like what we just watched. They're going to be like, like 10 actors they're, play they're, uh, they, all the same uh, roles uh, in Hollywood right now. A right? lot of the times they're going to be like, oh, of course. Yeah, but a lot of times they're going to be like what we just watched and they're going to be like uh, no nobody's heard of it and they're going to be foreign and, or they're going to be wherever they're from. They're, they're American or whatever, but you know, they don't get a lot of uh, money behind the marketing and it takes like, you know, there is the odd marriage these days of art and commerce like a get out or something like that where it's like that was like a five million dollar movie that everybody's heard of it does happen once in a while i'm sorry i haven't seen get out of course you haven't but it's because it's more of like a horror-ish film i'm like oh and you're afraid of those yeah yeah, kind Uh, of you'll you'll be able to handle get out and you should watch i need a nightlight after oh my god (laughs) no that's not true But, uh, by the way, this is not my favorite. As we genre. sign off here, yeah, I was gonna say that's something else. Other than me, so here's some. Ru- this is running things I'm gonna be bothering you about on air on the show. <laughs> outside of trying to slowly continue to convince you that you should be watching more modern films from like you know whatever. I don't know where you cut it off. 1979 is that like where you cut <laughs> your cutoff has been? Or kind of, yeah. Oh dear. And then outside of convincing to watch more modern stuff, this whole thing, this whole thing with people not watching horror movies is really i keep telling people my new line my really facetious line as i say oh you'll probably evolve there eventually you know when people say that they they're not into horror movies i'm that, like <laughs> that's like uh that's like my, the, my friend's line he'd be like oh you you're not gonna do that the, the old jimmy would do that you know oh like a peer pressure approach. yeah his, that's his peer pressure one listen i get it there's a lot of people that don't like horror movies and they just need it to... It sounds like you're saying horror movies. Uh, okay, well, I didn't. And there's a lot of people that don't like horror movies. There's a, there's a ton and it's weird to me because it's time for y'all to wake up. Time for <laughs> y'all evolve. to wake up. Time for y'all to wake up and evolve <laughs> and... Become Southern. It's not the first time we've done a Southern accent. Here we go again. No, the you, accents. That happened with you naturally that time. That was an organic. You're like, y'all, as soon as you dipped into the... <laughs> The apostrophe on the on the y'all you were I like never said y'all the y was normal and oh, then, oh okay we digress I think that's probably <laughs> anyway all right well thanks everyone for listening to yeah. the now titled desperately seeking cinema. cinema.